I've entitled the message, Jesus in every book of the Bible. Jesus in every book of the Bible. We find him in every book of the Bible. And let's go to Luke 24. I'm going to read from the life, tree of life version. You have to go back to all the time, looking at the scriptures from different versions. But I, I like during this uh, special, you know, feast, like the feast of Passover, and sometimes going back to actually getting some Hebrew words, understanding our heritage. He's a God of Isaac, Abraham, uh, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And look at this. In, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 29, it says, if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, and you are heir according to the promise. So there are promises in the word of God that we can tap into if you understand the covenant. But in that Luke chapter 24, there's a few verses here. But on verse, verse 1, it says, but on the first day of the week, at early dawn, the women went to the tomb taking the spices which they had made ready. And they found the stone rolled. No, I'm reading. Sorry, I'm, I should be reading that other version. What version is this? I'm reading from the Amplified. Okay, let's go back there. Now on the first day of the week at daybreak, the women came to the tomb carrying the spices they had prepared. They found the stone had been rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of Lord Yeshua. And while they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood before them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you search for the, listen to this, why do you search for the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember what he told you when he was still in the, in, in the Galilee? Saying that the son of man must, look at this, the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be executed. And on the third day, rise up, and they were reminded of his words. So our salvation is based on not only his death, but his resurrection. All men die. But our Redeemer, Jesus Christ, was raised from the dead. Now, let's go to down to verse 20. Verse 13, sorry. Now behold, two of them on that very day were traveling to a village named Emmaus, a distance of about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were speaking with one another about all the things they had, that had been happening. While they were talking and discussing, Yeshua himself approached and began traveling with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. Then he said to them, what are these things you are discussing with one another? As you are walking along, they stood still looking gloomy. Then one of the, then the one named Cleopas, the big mouth, oh sorry, Cleopas, answered and said to him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that have happened in these days? Are you the only stranger in town? Yeshua said to them, what kind of things? And they said to him, the things about Yeshua from Nazareth, who was a prophet, powerful indeed, and what before God and all the people, how the ruling Kohanim and our leaders, the chief priests, our leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death and they executed him. But we are hoping that he was the one 
about to redeem Israel, they were thinking in the natural. Besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. But also some women among us amazed us. And, and probably they say, but also some women. You know the way women talk. <laughs> but also some, but they were right. I had someone say this, and, and I believe this to be very true. That if you listen, you know how to listen to your wife, you'll be successful. Oh, really? You'll be successful. But sometimes you don't. That's usually the problem. I, I, I tell my wife, Tina, I tell her that, honey, if I'm wrong and you keep quiet, you don't tell me. If I fall into a ditch, we're in together. So you better raise up your voice and tell me that, honey, what you are doing is not right. And then if I lift up my voice to reprimand you, and angry, look at me and tell me, you know that's not God. That's not the spirit of God speaking through you. That ought to bring me to my knees and repentance. Amen? So sometimes I like torches, you know, bright torches. Very, I, I like bright torches. I've, I've sent even for torches out, outside the country. The ones that can blind a bear. Or here we say blinding. In the, in the West, they are, when they are advertising for those torches, says that the one that can blind a bear. But in here, the one that can blind a, a lion. And I like going it into a dark places, especially in rural areas. So sometimes she's call me, call me Mr. Torch. And I tell him, that's fine, Mrs. Because whatever I am, she is Mrs. You understand that? So that's what we ought to think then, so that we don't lead our families into darkness. Brothers, I thought you were going to say, Amen. Pastor, you are such, you've given us the wisdom of God. Okay. A little bit amen, and some others are, I don't think so. You don't know my wife. I know her because you married her. <laughs> Why did you marry her? <laughs> All right, so, but also some women among us amazed us early in the morning, they were at the tomb. When they didn't find his body, they come saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he's alive. Some of those who some of those with us went to the tomb and found it, just as the women said, but they did not see him. Yeshua said to them, listen this, they are walking with him, but they couldn't recognize him because their eyes were blinded. But he says, it's all foolish ones, so, so slow of heart to put your trust in all the prophets spoke. Was it not necessary for Messiah to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? This is what I want us to focus on. Remember, we are talking about Jesus from the, the, in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Listen this. Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them the things written about who? Himself in how many scriptures? All the scriptures. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was with God. He was in the beginning with God. That's John chapter 1. 
So the, the, then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them the things written about himself in all the scriptures. That's wonderful. So if you look, about the, look at the Bible, it's from Genesis to Revelation. And we are going to look at that in a moment. It's in Genesis to Revelation. Let's go to Isaiah 53. Let's see what the same version. Let's see what he says. Isaiah is one of the prophets, if not the prophet, who wrote more about him, prophesied about him. And of course, even the place that he was to be born in Bethlehem was prophesied about 700 before by prophet Micah. Listen, God, the, the Bible says, none unto God are all his plans before the foundation of the earth. That's why you ought to be a planner. You listen to the Holy Spirit and plan well. And in Isaiah 53, talking about our redemption, he's talking about the person, Jesus, Yeshua, who has believed our report to whom is the arm of Adonai revealed. For he grew up before him like a tender shoot, like a root out of dry ground. He had no form of majesty that we should look at him, no beauty that we should desire him. In other words, church, all, most of the paintings that we see are in error. They do not reflect him. Sometimes even we look at paintings that like something is in cycle around him as if he carried some colors or rainbow around him. That's not true. He, was, he walked around as a man. He grew up like any child. Before him, like a tender shoot, like a root out of dry ground, he had no form of majesty that we should look at him, no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows acquainted with grief, one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Remember when he was being crucified, as some of them wagging their heads, they say, oh, he saved others, he ought to save himself. In other words, he was despised by men. The thing that amazes me, church, is this. To think about Jesus, to think about God who was in the flesh walking among men and men could not recognize him. That's blindness. Men could not even recognize him. Few recognize who he was. But listen to this. This came from those who had been anticipating his coming. We find someone like Simeon. We find someone like Anna the prophetess. Simeon, I think it was the 40th day, he goes to the temple and looks at this small baby and he says, Lord, my eyes have seen the redemption of Israel. Anticipating, or when you have anticipation, you are able to see what other people are not able to see. Expectation is such a key in knowing the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Many people don't have an expectation, so they don't see much. When you have expectation, faith is an expectation. When you are expecting to see, there are, faith rises up within you 
and you start seeing where other people are not seeing. That's why I encourage you again. If all what you do is criticize the government, hey, there are many opportunities in this time. But if you criticize and talk negative and negative and negative, you will not see opportunities. Furthermore, actually, your life is not dependent on the government. You are the kingdom of God. But we are told to pray for the peace of the government, for the peace of the nation. So then you have to cultivate that anticipation. So for those who anticipated, they are able to perceive that he was the son of God. Look at verse 5. But he was pierced because of our transgressions, crushed because of our iniquities. The chastisement for our shalom or peace was upon him. And by his stripes, let's say it together, and by his stripes we are healed. That ought to receive, you ought to, to partake healing right there. By his stripes, we are healed. And listen to this. This is prophet Isaiah. But in the new covenant, he says this. By whose stripes, we were healed. We were healed by the stripes of Jesus. We all like sheep have gone astray of us, turned to his own way. So Adonai has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Church, that tells us something there. We, don't, we ought not to walk in condemnation. We ought not to walk in any form of guilt. Based on what? Based on repentance. If I repent of my sins and genuinely uh, repent before God, my sins are washed away because of the blood. That's our redemption. That's our freedom on day to day or to day to day life. And then he says this in verse. Look at this verse seven. He also pressed. This is what it means. What he went through, I ought not to go through. He was oppressed. I ought not to be oppressed. I don't know if you heard what I said. He was oppressed. I ought not to be oppressed by anything. He was oppressed and he was afflicted so that I don't have to walk in any kind of affliction. Yet he did not open his mouth like a lamb. Don't forget that. Like a lamb led to the slaughter like a sheep before he sheared us in silent. So he did not open his mouth mouth because of oppression and judgment if you had any kind of oppression today by the authority of God's word I declare your freedom Amen. oh children how are you by the way doing how are you doing children no I didn't hear you good morning children how are you doing I'm blessed, I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Hallelujah. And I'm looking forward to seeing you what you're going to present in today. All right? So stay awake. My, my prayer was this, really. So I'm reading the scriptures. Their hearts or their spirits are not children. They are born in the image and likeness of God. So I'll be reading the scriptures. And the, the Bible says the voice of Jesus is like the voice of of many waters, the sound of many waters, you will receive something. There's a seed coming into your heart, and it will grow, and no devil shall steal from it. 
from, from every any child in, in our midst today. Amen? And look at this, this. Because of oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And for his generation who considered it, he was cut off from the land of the living for the transgressions of people. The stroke was theirs. And let's go to verse 11. And as a result of the anguish of his soul, he will sit and be satisfied by his knowledge. The righteous one, my servant, will make many righteous, and he will bear the iniquities. Remember, that's prophetic. So what do we say at, at this moment? As a result of the anguish of his soul, he will see and is seeing and is being satisfied by his knowledge. The righteous one, God's servant, has made many and is making many righteous, and he bore their iniquities. That which he bore, you ought not to bear. I'll say it again. That which he bore, you ought not to bear. Because you are healed. Therefore, I'll give him a portion with the great, and he'll divide the spoil with the mighty, because he poured out his soul to death and was counted with transgressors, for he bore the sin of many and interceded for the transgressors. So today, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, this is an opportunity for you to come into the kingdom of God. Amen? Let's go to John chapter 1, verse 29. You see this Lamb of God. The next day, John sees Yeshua, or Jesus, coming to him and says, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes the sin of the world. What is he saying? He's saying this is now the Passover Lamb. He takes away the sin of the world. In the book of Exodus, we see, we see a Passover Lamb, but here he's talking about this is the one, this is the Messiah, this was the one to come, and now we are looking at the Lamb of God. In other words, you're looking at the Messiah who takes away the sin of the world. Go to the next one, please. This is the one about whom I told you, he who comes after me is above me because he was before me. What does that mean? Let me, let me ask you a question. That's John the Baptist speaking. He says he was before me. In essence, what does that mean? Or let me ask you a question. Between Jesus and John the Baptist, who was older than the earth? Huh? Children, do you know that? John the Baptist, okay? By how many years? By six months. But listen to this. John the Baptist is saying this. He who comes after me is above me because he was before me. He's speaking by the Spirit. He's saying this is not just an ordinary man. He's referring to John 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Therefore, the one you're looking at is the eternal one. Is not just the son of Mary. He's God. He was in the beginning. He was before me. You remember when you were speaking to the Jews and, and, um, in John chapter 8, and, and, and the Jews said this, you're not yet 50 years old and you say that you've seen Abraham. 
What was his answer? Before Abraham was, I am. He's always been there. The eternal one entered into flesh and he became man. He was 100% God and 100% man. He committed no sin. He walked on this earth just like Adam before sin. And his blood is righteous to redeem us from all sins and transgression. No matter how the world is going to be dark, we have victory in our Lord Jesus Christ, church. In fact, the darker it becomes, the more light shines in our midst. We have that light inside of us. So he got, got the verse 31, please. And then he says this, I didn't know him, but I came immersing with water so that he may be revealed to Israel. Listen to this, expectation brings revelation. Expectation brings revelation. Expect. Expect what? Expect what the Bible says to be true, to be true to your life. Or to be true to you. Or for you. Whatever the word you want to use. To be true. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Children say Jesus was raised from the dead. For I am, so I am alive today because he's my Lord and my Savior. Amen. That's who he is. Yeah, children church teachers don't recruit me to children's church. Just, this is just for today. Don't make the announcement looking at me. Hallelujah. I tell you verse 20, but listen to this. But now, Messiah has been raised from the dead. That's the basis of our salvation. The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. So any person, listen to this, what Apostle Paul writes by the Spirit. He doesn't say even for those who are dead. He said fallen asleep. In other words, for a believer in Christ... You just fall asleep. Oh, that's the greatest day ever. <clears throat> I had, I've, I've read about Bill Graham, great evangelist, <clears throat> was saying that, who said before he died, many as I think before he died, don't ever believe anyone who will come and tell you that Bill Graham is dead. No, the day they'll be saying I'm dead, that's the day I'll be more alive than I've ever been before. So I'll tell you the same. Don't ever believe anyone who will tell you Pastor Davis is dead. You'll wait for a long time, remember. Because I'm not going there early. But the day, especially young ones, you ever hear that I'm dead, that's the time I'll be more alive than ever before. I'm in heaven. Praise God. I usually say, I will go and I will, I, will, I will meet the Lord Jesus. Wonderful. I like to see the Father. But then after that, I'll ask, where is mom? 
I'm ready for mom. I don't know if you'll call her mom in heaven. In vernacular, my vernacular, we, call, we didn't say ma, mom. We said mao. M-A, not, not the Chinese, mao, you know. But M-A-O, mao. So my, my question is, where is mao? I don't know if we'll be speaking that language. Thank God. We'll be raptured. But I'm looking forward to that day, church. Listen this. Don't ever fear death. You fall asleep. Now Messiah has been raised from the dead, the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. And then he says this. <coughs> Excuse me. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead also has come through a man. Death came from which man? Adam. Life came from the man, Jesus. Look at what follows next. For us in Adam, in Adam all die, so also in Messiah we all be made alive. And then he goes on to say, but each in his own order, Messiah the first fruits, then at his coming, those who belong to Messiah. Then the end when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father, after he has destroyed all rule and all authority and power, and then he says this, for he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. I look forward to that. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. For God has put all things in subjection under his feet. But when the psalmist says that all has been put in subjection, it's clear that this does not include God himself who put all things under Messiah. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords forever. And look at what follows next. Now when all things become subject to him, then the Son himself will also become subject to the one who has put all things under him so that God may be all in all. I hope that makes some faith inside of you. Church, that day is coming. That day is coming. That day is coming of our redemption. Let me read something here from, from a hand that I'm, uh, originally I didn't come up with it. I'm smart, but not this smart. But I want you to see from uh, Genesis to Revelation, seeing the Messiah. All right, you ready? I want you to see Jesus Christ. Jesus in every book of the Bible. In Genesis, Jesus Christ is the seed of the woman. Found that in Genesis chapter 3. In Exodus, he's the Passover lamb. We are right now in the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he's our high priest. In Numbers, he's the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. In Deuteronomy, he's the prophet like unto Moses. Go, go back to that scripture, Luke chapter 24, please, verse, verse 27, the one I've given to you. Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets... He explained to them the things written about himself in what? In all the scriptures. So we find him from Genesis to Revelation. In Deuteronomy, he's the prophet like unto Moses. In Joshua, he's the commander of the Lord's army. In Judges, he is our judge and lawgiver. In Ruth, he's our kinsman, redeemer. In 1st and 2nd Samuel, he's the seed of David. In Kings and Chronicles, he's our reigning 
king. In Ezra, he's our faithful scribe. In Nehemiah, he's the rebuilder of everything broken. Praise God. He's the rebuilder of everything broken in your life and in my life. In Esther, he's our Mordecai, our advocate. In Job, he's our living redeemer. In Psalms, he's our shepherd. What do you say? I shall not want. In Proverbs, he's our wisdom. In Ecclesiastes, he's our meaning for life. In the Song of Solomon, he's the living bridegroom. In Isaiah, he's the prince of peace. Shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken. In Jeremiah Lamentations, he's our weeping prophet. In Ezekiel, the glorious Lord. In Daniel, he's the fourth man in the fiery furnace. In Hosea, he's a faithful husband. In Joel, he's the outpourer of the Holy Spirit. In Amos, he's our burden bearer. In Obadiah, he's our judge and savior. In Jonah, he is the risen prophet. What did he say? Just like Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights, so shall the, man, the son of man shall be in the belly also to speak of, of the earth. And he was. In Micah, he's the ruler of the world from Bethlehem. In Ahum, he's our stronghold. In Habakkuk, he's the watchman. In Zephaniah, he's the mighty to save. In Haggai, he's the restorer. In Zechariah, he's the branch of David, the one peers for us. In Malachi, he's the son of righteousness. In Matthew, he is king of the Jews, the Messiah, the Christ, the son of the living God. In Mark, he's the servant, miracle worker. In Luke, he's the baby in the manger, the son of man. In John, he's the son of God, the living word, the way, truth, and life. In Acts, he's the savior of the world, ascended Lord. In Romans, he's the justifier. In 1 Corinthians, he is our resurrection. Woo! That ought to excite you already. And listen to this, church. In all that, the Bible says, we are in Christ. He is our all in all. In all, in him, we have the fullness. The fullness. We lack nothing in him. The problem many times, you want to come out of him. And into the uncle's shoes. Or into the auntie's house. Instead of staying in him all the time, when things, look, uh, when things are so difficult, you need to stay right there and start saying, I'm in him. I'm in him, glory to God. I'm in him. Now listen this. Where are we? I know where we are, but it's for your sake. In 1 Corinthians, he's the resurrection. In 2 Corinthians, he's our comfort. In Galatians, he's our liberty. In Ephesians, he's the head of the church. In Philippians, he's our joy. In Colossians, he's our completeness and the glue that holds our world together. In 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, he's the coming king. In 1st and 2nd Timothy, he's our mediator. In Philemon, he's our benefactor. In Titus, he's the blessed one. In Hebrews, he's our perfection. In James, he's the power behind our faith. 
In first and second Peter, he's our chief shepherd and chief cornerstone. In first, second, and third John, he's our truth and everlasting life. In Jude, he's the foundation of our faith, our security. In Revelation, he's the king of kings and lord of lords. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. That's him. That's our redeemer. That's our savior from the book of Revelation to to book of Re Genesis to Revelation. He's the first and last, the beginning and the end. He's the keeper of creation and the creator of all. He's the architect of the universe and the manager of all times. He always was, he always is, and he always will be unmoved, unchanged, undefeated, but never undone. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's our redeemer. It's not praise the Lord. Hallelujah. No. He's in us. Praise God. Hallelujah. I remember years, years ago. Maybe that was 2002 or 2003. I was, I was receiving guests. And, and the security, of course, at the airport, you know how security is, right? So I was receiving guests, and uh, I had this uh, tall man, security man, that I knew of. Uh, one of them was really my friend, much older than I, but it was my friend. And uh, he was taking me inside where people just come out of the plane, you know, the duty-free shops, and then I receive our guests and come out with them. And then uh, there had been some breach at the airport, so it's just, uh, you know, just an easy place to enter in. But he says, no, I'll go in with you as a senior officer. The two guys were tall, just tall. Immediately, I was with them. And I didn't have any badge. They didn't give me any badge. I felt good. And we walked in. I mean, I, you know, my, my heart, I'm tall in my heart. You understand that? So just think about me walking these two tall big guys. And immediately I was with them, we felt so good. And we walked in. And we walked in. And he said this. At some point, we entered into a certain place. He said this. He looked at me and said, if I left you here, it was, I think, about 7.30. If I left you here, you'll be 9 o'clock news. As the person who has breached, uh, you know, breached whatever it is, security and all that. He says, you'll be in 9 o'clock news if you, if I, if I, if we, we leave you out here. I said, just stay with me, brother. <laughs> hey, those are men. Those are men. I'm telling you, when you know you are in him, when you know that he paid the price for you, when you know whatever challenge you are going through, he is with you, he is in you, he is for you, and not against you, there's nothing that you'll fear. You'll always be thinking, my brother, the conqueror of all, he's with me. Listen this church. He's the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He's the keeper of creation and the creator of all. He's the architect of the universe and the manager of all times. He always was. He always is. He always will be unmoved, unchanged, undefeated, but never undone. He was bruised and brought healing. He was pierced and eased pain. He was persecuted and brought freedom. He was dead and brought life. He was risen and brings power. He reigns and brings peace. 
The world can't understand him. The armies can't defeat him. The schools can't explain him. And the leaders can't ignore him. Forever. If any leader or any man thinks that he's wise enough, immediately they are dead. They will know they have been deceived by the devil. And they will know there's a king. And he's not just a king. He's the king of kings. His name is Jesus. May Yeshua, our redeemer. Herod couldn't kill him. The Pharisees couldn't confuse him. And the grave couldn't hold him. Nero couldn't crush him. Hitler couldn't silence him. Other religions can't replace him. And the world can't explain him away. He is light, love, longevity, and Lord. He is goodness, kindness, gentleness, and God. He is holy, righteous, mighty, powerful, and pure. That's his name. His ways are right. His word is eternal. He will, he will, his will is unchanging and his mind is on us. He is my redeemer and my savior. Say it. He is my redeemer and my savior. Say after me. He is my guide and my peace. Come on now. You say it. Stand up on your feet. You need to say it better than that. Come on now. Hallelujah. Listen, Let, let's, I'll start and then I'll, there's a place you'll, follow, you'll, you'll say after me. His ways are right. His word is eternal. He will, his will is unchanging and his mind is on us. His mind is on you. His mind is on you. You remember what Psalm 39 says? About his thoughts, the multitude. The multitude. They are good thoughts, not thoughts of evil. Say after me, He's my Redeemer. He's my Savior. He's my Guide. And He's my Peace. He's my Joy. He's my Comfort. He's my Lord. And He rules my life. Now I want you to close your eyes and say it in faith. See him in your eyes. With your eyes of faith. He is my redeemer. He is my savior. He is my guide. He is my peace. He is my joy. He is my comfort. He is my Lord. And he rules my life. And give him praise and glory. Hallelujah. 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 And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's healing your body right now. He's healing your life right now. From the oppression of the enemy. From the depression of the enemy. From the curse of the enemy, from the curse of sickness and disease, of lack, of insufficiency, of confusion. Receive your healing right now. Take him as your all, your all, your all and your everything. No matter what you've gone through your life. There's a lady here, you had been violated when you were a small girl. 
the Lord is healing you today. He's taking away that pain. Right now as I'm speaking, I just sense that. I just know that it's happening. You're being violated and, and it's being such a bother. And if you ask yourself sometimes, do I really believe? And you've said, God, where are you when this happened? And the Lord says, I've always been there. You have an enemy, but I came to restore all things. And I'm healing you from that abuse. You have been restored right now. That pain has been deep in your, it just like in your belly, like in your stomach right in there. But actually it's in your spirit and your soul had been really bruised. The Lord is healing you right now. Just lift up your hands, everyone. There's healing. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's never changed. He's the one who heals his people. He's the one who loves you. Just receive, Father. Your word says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was in the beginning. He has never changed. He heals his people. You heal your people, Master. Thank you for healing. Healing. Thank you for healing your people. That they're being abused. Every kind of abuse. I just sense that today. That you are being healed from every kind of abuse. Emotional. Somewhere. That being that people that have experienced divorce and separation and divorce. The power of God is coming over you and healing you. Healing you. It was never his will. But he's caring. He's laughing. He's healing you right now. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in Yeshua's name. From that pain. And there are people that the Lord is saying, forgive. Just forgive. Just say it from your heart and forgive. I forgive. Forgive that abuser. Forgive that abuser. And the Lord is healing you. Oh, Father, thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just now thanks, start worshiping him. I see him healing his people. Just thank him. Don't be, don't be distracted. You know the pain you've gone through. You know the things you've gone through. And the Lord wants to restore you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Just continue worshiping Him. Hallelujah. You are our healer. Thank you, Lord. Every kind of abuse. I just sense that so strong. You're being healed from that. The shackles are broken. Just don't be distracted. The shackles have been broken right now. I sense that His presence is healing people. Just lift up your hands. There's someone you've had like pain deep. You feel like right there in your, you can say in your stomach, but it's deeper than that. 
It's like fire of God just entering right there. And the Spirit of God is healing you. I rebuke a spirit in the name of Jesus. No, you have no right. She's bought at a price. She belongs to God. And therefore, she is free in the name of Jesus. He is free in the name of Jesus. And thank you, Father, for your presence. Thank you for testimonies coming out of this. And I pray this prayer from Hebrews 13. Just continue lifting up your hands to him. 2021. Now may the God of Shalom, who brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of an everlasting covenant, our Lord Yeshua, make you complete, make you complete, make you complete in every good thing to do His will, accomplishing in us what is pleasing in His sight through Messiah Yeshua, to Him be glory forever and ever, and you all shout, Amen. Make you complete in every good thing to do His will. Oh, thank Him. Thank Him, church. Thank Him. Don't just look around. Just thank Him. Just thank Him. Just thank Him. Just thank Him. Hallelujah. Just thank Him. Just thank Him. What a Savior. What a Redeemer. What a loving Father. What a kind God. Oh, we worship you, Father. We worship.